Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host, Mark Salcedo. Yeah. <laughs> Managing editor and writer at Screen Geek Dot. <laughs> ah. <laughs> what? You know, you can look at my face right now. Uh, if I was you, I would tell I would tell me. Uh-huh. That's when I saw the truth, true face of fear. <laughs> that's the face I gave you? No, that's the face I gave you. Oh, okay. No. I, After no, you made that noise. No. I know. I know the face of fear because I've seen it on myself when you get angry. <laughs> when I get angry? Yeah. <laughs> You mean when I'm a mom? <laughs> yeah, when you're angry. <laughs> even Just be like, happy you're not my child. I know. When when you're disciplining your kids, even I look at them like, oh, shit, did I fuck up? Like, <laughs> did, did I not sweep the floor correctly? What did I do wrong? <laughs> you make me sound so awful. You're not awful. It, it's it's my PTSD. It's, dealing, it's with my mother and shit like that. Yeah, because my kids get away with too much shit. Yeah. I mean, because you're... But they're not look, bad either. No, they're not bad. You know, you're a great mom. You're a great mom. You just you just know how to put the fear of God in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. That's two E's in real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on iTunes so we can get noticed. And our segments for this week are the news, our recent review of Candyman, our variety time, which is me talking about Disneyland and how awesome my first time was, mm-hmm. and our geriatric cinematic is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. The 1971 Gene Wilder film. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's our topic? Uh, candy will rot your teeth. And swallow your soul. Yeah. Especially in that tone. Beep, beep. Yum. Yum. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> okay. So, you want to take away the news? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take it away and just, like, throw it in the trash. Okay. All right. Anyway. So, uh, The Rocketeer, that uh, cult classic film, is getting, I guess it's... I, it gets us getting a sequel, or we just get another Rocketeer film. Uh, so Disney Plus will be putting together a movie titled "The Return of the Rocketeer." Uh, David and Jessica Aola. Aola. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Aola. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I not uh, David. Aola. No, not Aola. Olayo. Olawa. <laughs> All right, fuck it. David Ayola. David Ayola. That's what I say. Ayola. David Ayola. There you go. Are uh, producing under their uh, <laughs> Yoruba? Yoruba. Yoruba Saxon banner. Okay, so the script is being written by Ed uh, Rycourt and will possibly be starring uh, David Ayola as, uh, as the lead. Mm. Okay, so... I think it is David Ayola. Okay. There's no A's anywhere. I know, but it's like, it's like, I think I, I'm going from what I heard. Okay. Ayola. 
oil it doesn't up? really mean stuff. I know, right? <laughs> you hear stuff and you still can't see Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, so yeah, you, you know, forgive me for my stupidity. Um, so the original 1991 version uh, grossed about $47 million at the box office, right? And it's like, it's a fan favorite. I honestly have never seen The Rocketeer, but I've been, I've kind of purposely avoided it because it's weird how my brain works sometimes. If something is like shoved in my face, like, this is cool, this is great, this is awesome, I'm just like, mm, I'm not going to watch. I'll watch it in my own goddamn time. Like Hamilton for me. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I saw like an, I think I saw like an hour of Hamilton. Maybe it was like 30 to 40 minutes of Hamilton. I was like, I get why it's popular, but I cannot sit through like three hours of this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's great. This is just ain't for me. Case in point, Shit's Creek. Okay. Everybody loves Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Megan was like, oh, you got to watch. You got to watch it, right? Watched the first season. Very rough. Got into some of the second season. And then I thought, this is just not for me. I, I don't enjoy this. Like, or I'm, I'm just not there with these people. I thought you were recommending that to me. Shit's Creek? Yeah. You I were like, you I... should watch this. It's actually really good. I, that's it, because I thought of you and I was like, I think she might like this. Oh. Yeah. Um, trying to torture me. Hey, there's stuff that you watch that I don't like, you know? I don't recommend anything to you anymore because you don't watch anything I recommend. <sighs> Except for the crown, you just recommended me that 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 docu series that we were watching, the murder one. Yeah, did did you go back to it? No, I'm watching a bunch of other stuff. I'm watching Kim's Convenience. Yeah, exactly. And Downtown Abbey. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Make me feel guilty. You should. Whatever. Anyway, so back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, how the story of this movie goes: the return of the Rocketeer. It's supposed to be focusing on the lead. And he's a Tuskegee airman uh, who takes up the Rocketeer mantle. And that's like as far as like we got as information. Um, so that being said, like I, I definitely want to check out this movie now. I don't know. I guess it's like enough time has passed. I'm like, all right, let me go see what's up. Because a lot of people really love this movie. Wait, when did the first one come out? 1991? 1991. I was four or three. Yeah, but you're not that age anymore. You can totally see it now if you want. <laughs> I think it might actually be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Rocket, new Rocketeer coming up. E. Um, Amy Winehouse biopic in the works at Halcyon Studios. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to produce obviously a biopic based off of Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. um, and it was optioned. Uh, it optioned Daphne Barak's um, book Saving Amy, which came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, it is based, the book itself is based off of six months of filming, which is like 40 hours of footage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like photos people probably haven't seen in notes. And um, Barack completed um, this project with Winehouse and her family in the last years of her life. Um, I wonder why it's taken so long for it to come out. For this biopic to come out? Uh, I don't know. Have, did you ever listen to uh, Amy Winehouse's album? I don't I, think I've heard her album, but I know that her music was popular enough for some of her songs to hit mainstream radio. Yeah, I honestly didn't jump on the Amy Winehouse train until like after she died. No, oh. um, I her album was called. I think her, I think the album that like blew the fuck up was um, 
I think it was called like Back in Black. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I honestly. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Back to Black. That's what oh, it Back was. to Black. Yeah. Mm. I didn't um, really love Winehouse before, and of course, I was with the majority of people who were like, "Well, she must be a piece of shit because she's." Oh, because of like how like she's portrayed by like TMZ and like mm-hmm. certain like rag mags. But yeah, then that's... after that, like yeah. after she passed away, and after I kind of like became a little more familiar with like yeah what people do to themselves and like what it actually means, mm-hmm. I, I see her in a much different light. I'm actually really interested to see this. Yeah, there's actually this documentary uh, about her that came out maybe a few years ago that I heard is really good. Um, but you got to check out that out. Like, like I said, I jumped on the train like after she passed away. Um, uh, however, my my kid's mother was all about Amy Winehouse, so I would kind of hear some of her songs, but I never thought like, oh, let me go ch- just check it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that album uh, Back to Black that's a dope ass fucking album. That is a really great album. Gotcha. Um, she actually so check this out. She was actually supposed to do the music for is it for one of the james bond movies um probably the one that adele ended up doing i think it might have been the one that adele did um skyfall that is the one yeah so yeah she she i think she was like offered to do skyfall or like she was being approached to do it and like her like lush life and everything kind of like got in the way of it and Mm. so they like they just like, all right, well, let's go find someone else. And I, and I believe that's when they went to Adele. And, like, she did the Skyfall song. Um, but Amy Winehouse was so determined to, like, get this song made and to, like, kind of, like, put herself into that movie or to, or to, take, to take back that offer mm-hmm. that she actually made the song. Like, oh, she yeah. actually, like, she was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do it and, like, try to, like, convince him this wise. And it never happened. Like, they were just like, well, sorry, like. We happening. already gave it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, you we really got to check out that back uh, back to Black Album. I'm curious to see who they're gonna get to play Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I wonder. Why <laughs> my brain is like they're gonna choose. They're gonna choose Lady Gaga. They're gonna mm, choose her. No, I mean, like I don't no. want them to, but I think they would. <sighs> I don't know. I because she can kind of sound a little raspy like her i know but like like uh, don't get me wrong amy not amy winehouse uh lady gaga is a great singer mm-hmm. um i didn't enjoy, i did enjoy her performance in um a star, a, is, a born? star is a star is born but it wasn't like captivating or anything like that it was just like i don't really think amy winehouse as a person who would be totally captivating either well, that's the if you kind of like get into her like get into her life and her life story, her life story is actually pretty fucked up. So yeah. it's 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 it is pretty it's from from like the stuff that I actually read about her like besides like the tabloid bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's like legit reasons why she was like she became an alcoholic and everything like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they probably they probably will, but I don't know. I can't picture anybody at the moment who I would want to get to play Amy Winehouse. Certainly not Lady Gaga. Yeah. Okay. So what do we got next? We're going to do our recent review of Candyman. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. 
Let's go. Trina, you broke the door. feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green. It was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up for candy man. He's the monster. It's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 The synopsis is a sequel to the horror film Candyman, which came out in 1992, that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Directed by Nia DaCosta, written by Jordan Peele, Wynne Rosenfeld, and Nia DaCosta. It stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart and Coleman Domingo. I sometimes I get Coleman Domingo and uh, what's his name? I don't know who. He's like the mo- the Muslim actor that has. The- oh, uh, <laughs> um, the new Blade, right? Yeah, I get them mixed up. Mahersha be- Ali. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not not necessarily that they look exactly alike. Nice save. <laughs> I was just joking. I was just joking with you. Go, 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 go. There's just a certain look they both have in their eyes when they're acting, and their yeah. their mouths are similar in the way they talk. Oh yeah, I can get that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I get them confused. I get that. Nice save. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, okay, so fuck. I, Kelsey and I have been waiting for this movie to come out since last year forever oh we're just like oh this movie's gonna be so good kelsey had never seen the 92 Candyman uh movie uh up until like what last night i think it was last night last night is when we actually sat down and watched i've seen i've grown up with Candyman. you know i've seen that one and the sequels and everything um this one i fucking loved it i fucking love this movie this movie it's so it it is a great sequel Mm -hmm. to like to the 92 version um, homegirl Nia DaCosta damn she's got some fucking talent as a director mm-hmm. um, cinematography is really great too I found out that the cinematographer who did this did the cinematography for like that Netflix remake of He's All That I didn't see that it, it, it just dropped like a thing on I think it dropped just, just this past Friday oh okay and I heard that movie is trash <laughs> so I'm just like what <laughs> going on yeah but cinematographers they definitely can make or break a movie but they mm. usually are not like if, yeah. they, if they're a shitty cinematographer they get fucking fired yeah it, i mean I, I haven't seen he's all that so it might look great but the direction might just be garbage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like homegirl nita casa she's like straight up on my radar she did a movie before this one that had like tessa thompson in it that i heard is actually it's not too bad but I think this one is like, 
I mean, I mean, she's 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 directing the Marvels. Like Marvel was like, hey, can you like make a movie for us? And she's like, yeah, sure. So <laughs> other than like this movie that's really great, and then now the Marvels is coming out. She's gonna blow. You know, she's gonna blow the. She's fuck gonna make that out. Marvel money. <laughs> yeah, she's seriously gonna make those Marvel dollars. <laughs> um, so Kelsey, what did you think of this movie? I actually really liked it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm one of those people that grew up when horror films mm-hmm. were a lot of like practical effects and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were scary to me. And then all of a sudden, when I was like in middle school or like high school, they started to turn into that stupid like jump scare bullshit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I hated horror films from then on. Mm-hmm. Like, hated them. So, I feel like this is more in the vein of what I'm what I remember that was actually good, mm-hmm. because I feel like there's more practical effects than there are. Oh, and CGI and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and then what this movie does that I think is really great, and I, I love the fact that I'm sorry, not what this film does, but what it, what it doesn't do, do is the jump scares <laughs> thing. Because I that's the one thing I hate about like like mainstream horror films is they rely too much on the like blah like all that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. it's 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 horrible uh, but what this movie does is like it uses um it uses a thing that i love in horror films which is like uses negative space it gives you like the that kind of like anticipation of like oh shit what the fuck was that mm-hmm. is that was that in the corner is it looking at me is it gonna attack me? like that kind of shit yeah um so the so yeah, I mean, just like going off the direction and everything like that. Um, I, I, have some, I have something to say about it more. Yeah, of course. Um, even though this is a horror film, mm. um, I honestly wasn't that scared about it. Mm-hmm. Ne- neither was I. But I really enjoyed the artistic aspect of the horror. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like a horror film or mm. an art film but like it was like they did horror horror mm-hmm. through um, horror, they did horror films go yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> through like an artistic lens oh yeah absolutely absolutely which i think it goes really well with with the with uh some like of the, the romanticism of Candyman himself right yeah like that yeah. whole ideology yeah and then like it kind it, it goes on par with like um the underlining message uh, which we'll get into further in the spoiler section, but like it, it has a topic of art, you know, where the film is set in, in the art world, mm-hmm. they make it look uh, very artful, uh, but not like like uh, not snobby or not like... snobby or like too surreal or abstract. It's just like, oh, that's a totally dope shot. I see what they're trying to say here, mm-hmm. or even just like, just like the opening credits. You know, it's 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 shot amazingly well that was just like oh yeah what the fuck are they saying here like like <laughs> my, my straight up like cinephile cat popped in out popped on i was like all right what's he trying to say in this scene what's he trying to do with this scene all right i get you i get like i'm getting that message i'm doing the eye to eye kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> which is like that's the thing that i um horror films what a lot of people don't seem to remember or they seem to like not understand like can't not that they don't comprehend it but like one thing that like a lot of horror films don't do now mm-hmm. is they don't have a message in them. Horror film was horror films and science sci, uh, science fiction movies. They were like um, an, like an allegory for something. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like a message about something, right? But just through the through the lens of horror, right? So like for example, like Nine Living Dead was actually about like civil rights and like racism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
um, what's it called? Uh, Evasion of the Body Snatchers, I think was about like, kind of like about consumerism and like the, the, the horror of that, you know, mm-hmm. one, one, you, one mind under like one rule and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Over like a product. Okay. So this one has um, quite a few messages. Um, I will say that like one thing that kind of does bother me was a little bit, it does feel a little overstuffed with those messages. Oh yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. It's a bit overstuffed and we won't, you know, like I said, we'll go into detail and spoilers, but there is a little bit of like, okay, you're, you're saying too much and you're not giving everything enough time to like. To breathe. Yeah. To breathe it out. Yeah. To breathe all that out and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So what did you think of the, uh, what did you think of the performance? Um, I really enjoyed the performance. Mm-hmm. So we got Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. He, I think he did a really good job. Honestly, like, I'm like fumbling my words. He did <laughs> a good job. Because his performance got you like so well. He was like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen him before. I mean, he's, he, I, I don't know what else to say. He's, he's always really good. Um. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't really see that the the acting really makes the story so much as the cinematography and the direction mm, does. Mm. So I would say that, and then and maybe like you more so like the writing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, they were all really good. I mm. just don't see like how anything they did really stood out to me mm. because everything else was so good too. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I, I, it, it, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. It's, and and I'll, because it was more of a slow burn in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So that really relies on, like, the energy that the director and the writer and the cinematographer are trying to mm-hmm. put together. Yeah, I, I will say I will agree with you with that. That like nothing like in the performance wise, nothing really like stands out. Like, oh, that like. That scene, that scene was fucking great. You know, they really sold that scene or whatever. Maybe, like, I was kind of digging uh, Coleman Domingo's, like, his character turn, like, in the, like, near the end. But more of just, like, how, like, fucking wild it was. Like, at the last, like, then the last scene of the movie. But I feel like that's what we always get from him anyway. Coleman Domingo yeah, sometimes plays, like, this guy that you swear is, like, maybe he's not like very conservative like very like uh drawn in or some shit like sometimes drawn in but i feel like he's one of those people who's not crazy enough to get on ssi but he's crazy enough (laughs) that you probably don't want to be alone in a room with him yeah he probably he seems like somebody who would kind of like and i'm not talking about personally but i mean like the way his characters always oh okay okay yeah you know what (laughs) there's there's a funny thing because like his characters that he he uh he plays he does this thing where like I don't know if you noticed, you know, I've seen quite a few movies with this guy. He does this thing where, like, like if you, if like, if you're in a room with one of his characters, right, and he's talking to you, he does that thing where he like gets uncomfortably close to you to like really hammer his point at. You're just like, and he Whoa. always has one eye that's a little smaller than the other, <laughs> yeah. like he's scrunching it. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> look here. That's when you start seeing like oh, he's going crazy. We see he's going crazy. <laughs> you know how much how much his like left eye is squinting more than the other. He's like the black Popeye. <laughs> yeah, he goes like, kick, 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 kick. <laughs> That's what he said that too. Oh, in this movie, yeah, yeah the kick, kick, candy man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think is there anything else you want to talk about before? Because I feel like if we would, I feel like we we should probably hop in the spoilers. 
The really only thing I want to say before mm. we get into the spoilers mm. is Nia DaCosta. I'm sure you're aware, but Nia DaCosta is the first black female film- filmmaker mm. to open number one at the domestic box office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. I mean, granted, like, okay, all right. Actually, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Because uh, I'm like, my brain was like, let me downsize that. But, like, no, I shouldn't downsize that. That is a one hell of an accomplishment. And, you know, it, the movie made $20 million over the box, um, over the box office um, for over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, that's awesome. I mean, given, like, even given the time of the pandemic, that mm-hmm. still is good. Mm-hmm. I think that if we didn't have a pandemic, it would have been a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. A whole lot more. Because there was so much hype coming around this movie. Gotcha. Um, oh, I forgot. <laughs> um, all right, so you, you want to get to the spoilers? Yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and hop into the spoiler section. You know, talk right nice about Candyman, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. And all that kind of stuff. So if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. For the folks at home, Kelsey and I, we do this little dance for the uh, spoiler section. And she, <laughs> what the fuck was that you were doing? She like put her hands up. and It was, it was like, like I was flapping my arms, but I was very limperous. I, yeah, I was like, nah, nah. like, you look like, you look like a, like a baby bird just coming out of that. <laughs> Learning to walk and shit. Um, okay. So earlier I mentioned that like some of the movie feels a bit overstuffed with the underlying message. So uh, to expand on that, this movie covers uh, appropriation, uh, gentrification, racism, and uh, mental issues. Mm-hmm. Like four topics in this movie. And that's where it feels really overstuffed. Um, I think maybe even... I think they might have been able to take out the, the mental issue part. Because... They, well, and dealing with trauma, not yeah. like because because Tiana Paris also watched her father kill himself. Yeah, yeah. So there was like that whole other message too about like how how do you carry on after that and how it still follows you throughout everything you do. Yeah, yeah, and that and that kind of that tacks on to the mis- mental issues that I was uh, getting into because uh, the brother, uh, played by Nathan Stewart Jarrett, he like pretty much brings that out and be like, you know, to uh how you say Tian? Is that say Tiana. Yeah, Tiana Paris's uh character and it was like she you know, he's like, girl, like you sh- you have a you have an attraction towards like mentally unstable men, you know? Mm-hmm. And you need to stop that, you know? And that's like that's something that could have been used maybe like if they did a sequel to it or some shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, they set it up as something that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to me, it doesn't have enough of an emotional punch for it to be, like, impactful, like, Mm -hmm. in any way. Other than when they did the flashback and you realized she saw her father jump out the window. Yeah, yeah. And they even... 
like they even kind of alluded that like maybe uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II's uh, character that you know they think he might have mental issues and stuff like that. But they but see like whenever they whatever they did with his character, his Anthony character, they don't really like touch up on that at all. Like whenever he's like around and stuff like that. No, they don't because they they tell you. They reveal that he's the baby that was taken in the, the first, first Candyman. Yeah, yeah, which is like, I remember when this trailer came out, that was already a theory going around, like, oh, that's the baby from the first one. Right. Mm. And they kind of allude to the fact that there are mental issues surrounding mm. that and how he doesn't want to answer the phone when it's his mother. Yeah. But they don't explore it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's like this guy who's just, like, being an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's, a, he's like... Like, you figure that that's something that would be brought up because how, like you said, he's ignoring his mother. But they just made it seem like, oh, he's just ignoring his mom because, like, he's too busy. Or he just Mm -hmm. doesn't want to have time to talk to her. Right. You know, and as I said, like, if they took that out, I think it would have had felt over stuff. Like, they could have still actually talked about trauma. But, like, the whole mental aspect of it, like the mental issues, Mm -hmm. didn't have to bring any of that in. It still would have worked out just with, like, the trauma part. I feel like they... Because how long is the movie? The movie's like an hour and 39 minutes. They could have added more time to it. a little, Like a mm. little bit more time. Yeah, Just yeah. a little bit. Because if an hour 39 is mm. like a good length for a film. But mm. lately they've been more than that. Mm. And if like you want to really explore everything, yeah, then you need, you need to add more time. And, and you can do it if it's a great film. And it, and it is. Mm. You can you can make it make sense and and not feel like it's been too drawn out. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find out the length of time. I think it is like an hour and thirty nine minutes. Um. So, also, I have to say, I forgot the actress's name, but she's the mother. Oh, Vanessa Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's. I'm, I always like seeing her. She's very very pretty. Uh, I mean, she's a great actress too. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but like. Uh, it's not even an hour and 39 minutes. It's an, it's an hour and 31 minutes. Yeah, they could have made it longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. <laughs> 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 yeah, they, they definitely could have used another, maybe like another 20 minutes. I think it would have been great. Yeah, 20 minutes. Mm. His name is very symmetrical. There's two yayas. Mm. There's like... A middle and a lot, la- like two last names, Abdul Mateen, mm-hmm. and then the second, which is two. <laughs> uh, Jay from the Nerdpocalypse calls him Yaya. He calls him Yaya Abdul Mateen, the sequel. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, that's funny." <laughs> um, so okay, so like, what, like, but so what? What's and I'm, I mean, I'll flabbergasted now <laughs> thinking about like the writing and shit. So the thing that I, I, I was just like. Like Kelsey, Kelsey can say this. How I was just like raising my hands. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> it's just like how they were talking about, uh, like, um, how they're talking about like injustice and how they were exploring that mm-hmm. and how Candyman, like, in the trailer, um, in the in the not in the trailer in the movie, um, what's homeboy's name? Uh, Coman Domingo says Candyman is not a, a not a person. It's like. The whole damn hive. It's the whole hive. Like, he's talking about, like, the history of, like, black injustice and shit mm-hmm. like that. And how it's personified in as this, like, myth. Or, like, this deadly, you know, uh, 
being right right That's, it's just murking people and shit and like how that. that it's like the person has a name but it slowly fades over time and that mm. nameless person ends up carrying the mantle until the next victim takes yeah place. yeah yeah and i think it, it's really great and they they really hit they really hit it home at the even with the fucking credits where they're showing like kind of like of a, a shadow puppet kind of uh, oh, fuck the shadow puppets. I love that. The whole fucking movie was great. Yeah, yeah. But, like, just, like, how they're doing, like, through the history of mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, yeah, there is this kid. And this is... And, like, no words are spoken. It's just, like, you get the message. Like, oh, yeah, this kid was unjustly killed. This person was unjustly killed. And, mm-hmm. like, over yeah. and over and over. And how it's, like... Yeah, that's why That's why there's all these... That's why the Candyman myth will never, ever die. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Um, which... It, it's it's you know they 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 point that out really at the uh, like I said through the crest but earlier than that within the end mm-hmm. and there's so many cool ways how they like kind of leave like little breadcrumbs with that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is like the use of mirrors, uh-huh. which I fucking loved. I fucking <laughs> love the use of mir- mirrors in this movie. Yeah. Um, there was one thing yeah. I really wanted to mention what is that? that this movie without hitting you over the head does Mm. its very best to like completely kill Mm. the black person in the horror movie trope Mm -hmm. like i think you i think you even said like no black people died okay i did say that and i as we're recording i just remembered there is that bathroom scene um when uh, Coman Domingo remembering his encounter with the Candyman mm-hmm. and how his sisters were killed. That's like the only black people that died. Right, in this but movie. they're not main people and they're mm. not like just side characters that, mm. oh, the, fir- the first person to die is a black mm. guy because he's mm. an idiot and decided to check out the noise. Yeah. Because there's that scene where. <laughs> um, Tiana Paris? Not Tiana Paris. You talking about when she opens the door, right? Oh yeah, it was her. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when she opens the door and she sees it's like a basement and it's yeah. like dark, she's like, "Nope," and nope. she closes the door. <laughs> that was so fucking. That's like that's like like I said, that is a very small like trope that like a lot of horror films like exploit. Like white person's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check this out. This creepy little dark hallway," and every black person who's ever watched a horror film is just like, "Why are you doing that? That's no, that's not good mm-hmm. at all." And I was. That's like a small. That's like the small little things that they do in this movie. Just like fuck yeah, like it, it makes it so good. <laughs> I really like that a lot. Um, mm. What else? I didn't. I do kind of wish I would have watched the old Candyman first because I mm. didn't understand who the lady was. Oh, on that the they were referring recorder. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they make her sound kind of crazy. Yeah, Virginia uh, Madsen, who played uh, Helen Lye. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she was kind of portrayed as... She wasn't portrayed that way in the 1992 film. She was portrayed as someone who was very sane, who was going through a bad thing. Yeah, and then she this was movie, her mind, yeah. This movie made it seem like she was totally fucking crazy and kind of evil. Yeah, I, I, I do remember they... Like, they kind of, they do touch at the beginning, like, oh, she was a student who was, like, studying Candyman, mm-hmm. you know, the whole myth about it. And then all of a sudden, there was like, and boom, she was crazy. You know, yeah. she, she killed her dog, you know, all that kind of stuff. Which is, it kind of, it annoys me because, like, her character, her, her, uh, the character from the first one, her friend, um, 
whose name is escaping out. Bernadette. Think, yeah, Bernadette, the character Bernadette. They don't even cover the fact that, like, oh, she killed her friend. You know, it's like, it's kind of weird how they didn't bring that up. Like they, like, But also, no, up. we don't even know if she did. Oh, in the, in the movie. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like it was kind of ambiguous, but you mm-hmm. kind of get a sense, at least I did, mm-hmm. that in the first one. She didn't do the things. Oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't do them at all. It was Candyman, but it was like Candyman to, like, fucking destroy her life to have her to pretty much have no choice. That's what no I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, in that film, yeah, she wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. She was just, like, set up to be... Seen as crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this film is like, yeah, she was fucking crazy. Like, as crazy as they come. Yeah, yeah. And maybe kind of evil. I th- I don't know. I feel like, I think maybe that's where the writing gets a little sloppy. I think it was like maybe an ends. Uh, what's it called? A, a means uh, to an end. A means to an end to be like, oh well, here's the reveal. She actually like saved you. She wasn't crazy. You know, this is your connection to Candyman or something like that. Um, so I guess I guess I could say like that was like a little bit sloppy, like put together. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like completely like derail the entire movie. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Also. Yeah. I have a question. Because it it kind of pops into my head, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. The legend of Candyman is that basically it's always a man that's been, like, somehow ostracized from society. Whether it's through racism or, like, Mm. any of the other ways that a black man could be ostracized. But I feel like Candyman in the newer one Mm. is the one doing the damage. You talking about? Um, I'm talking okay. about just between him and um, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like he's like. I feel like Candyman. The only reason why he exists is because of like hate and racism yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he didn't have any reason to go after Anthony. Um, and it, it was just like he mm, was going after him. Mm. And so he was the reason that Anthony was turning into Candyman. Because mm. no one was acting like, oh, you know, like, fuck this black guy, blah, 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 blah. He was just an artist. Okay. Um, okay, so I think... Okay, so I'm going to give a little push on, on this, on what you're saying. Um I think what I think because it, it I think what it was doing it was tra- it was snowballing it. It started like it's because like how we said it was there was like a lot of uh, underlining messages within this movie, mm-hmm. and it started with essentially like appropriating or like um, uh, a, a poor housing and stuff like that, ghetto housing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and how these uh, like these city officials like destroy these buildings and have like new development and then like these. Um, artists and stuff like that like these these white people like coming in and like it like the incentive to destroy these black neighborhoods so the earth to get more money okay and then it was then it starts it started talking about like appropriating black culture mm-hmm. like the parts where uh like there was there was the art critic the white art critic who was like oh the, you know your art is like too on the nose and blah 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 right yeah. and then as soon as like um as soon as Anthony McCoy's name is like in the news, she's like, "Oh, well, now I want to like talk about your now story." Now your art is immortal. Exactly right. Exactly right. And even with the um, the what's it called the uh, art curator, who was like, "Oh, the only reason like I got you in the spots because your girlfriend." 
And then, but yet he like still wants to exploit him. Like, oh, I need something new. I need something fresh. I need something this or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and he his art, uh, Anthony McCoy's art, wasn't the only black artist there. Mm-hmm. But yet this white dude is is trying to take all this art from other black cultures and like take it as his own or be like, oh yeah, I curate this bullshit. Okay. So it was talking about like appropriating that. I I know that that's like I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe one, there's too many messages, and two, uh. nothing was hit strongly enough to be the catalyst. I will, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you can kind of. It say- just felt like he was lost, and then he slowly became Candyman. Like they mm-hmm. didn't feel like there was one defining moment mm-hmm. that turned him into Candyman. E- yeah, I guess you can kind of say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you can say that because, like, even because I, I, like, I was gonna say like, oh, the defining moments where he got shot by the cop, but like, there was like a point to like how he got to that, to like all this death and all this like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I guess my guess is like the way how I guess how I can kind of excuse it is that it, like I said, it was a snowball effect even before the movie started. Yeah. It was like it couldn't be like with contained anymore. He just he was just and uh, Candyman. Saw his opportunity, like, oh yeah, this is the child that I want to be the next. I that needs to be the next Candyman. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he's like going to be the vessel and shit like that. I gotcha. Yeah, I I think it that like I like the film mm-hmm. and I understand everything. Yeah, it just wasn't to me. It didn't have the strong enough like catalyst for. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. It it and not that. Any of those reasons couldn't be a strong catalyst, but I felt like it was just kind of reaching in a lot of directions. Gotcha. Like too many hands in the pot and, or yeah. in too many hands, too many pots instead of like, all right, this is going to be our main topic. Yeah. And we're like focus on this and then it's going to blow up like this. Yeah. Okay. Like slavery and appropriation mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. Those are honestly valid reasons. Yeah. They didn't do them in a way that made them feel like the catalyst. Gotcha. I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just a bunch of shit that this guy, he's like, I'm fucking lost. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, I get you. It's like, say, it's like pretty much like, oh, here's like a bunch of dimes. Here's like two dimes and a nickel. Uh-huh. Right. Let's say that. Right. But it's more impactful if you got that quarter. Exactly. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. No, yeah, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it's still I, a good movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally... That's a, you know what? That is a fair assessment. I'm not going to be like, well, you just don't understand black gold. No, no. That's a total <laughs> fair assessment. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's still... It's, and especially the, towards uh, the end, mm-hmm. that whole thing where someone calls the cops on on um oh it was coleman domingo that did it yeah coleman called, yeah okay coleman domingo calls the cops on yeah. uh, basically Candyman. now he's already yeah, Candyman he, before they show up well he's like yeah he's mutating but he needs to like have the final like the final thing yeah to be like oh now he's he's got the powers and shit like that yeah you know? um then he gets <laughs> yeah he gets shot like i like gets, that whole thing so, at the end hold up he gets shot by cops to get his superpowers <laughs> just think that's kind of fucked up i know <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's like the end of the movie. That's not the catalyst. Mm. I mean, that gave him his powers, but I feel like there's got to be the catalyst to make him start transforming. Mm. To me, that's what I was trying to get at Mm. before. But anyways, I like, um, Tiana Paris's performance at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, and it didn't really happen like it did in the old Candyman where he was like, be my victim. Mm-hmm. He did say that in this one, too. Mm. But, like, 
you get a sense that she understood where he was coming from and yeah. and she's just kind of like okay I'll I'll be your victim because like fuck these people. Yeah, exactly. Straight up. Yeah. Like I love that part where she like she's just like she looks she's like how the fucking cop is just like, "Oh yeah, you know, um saw your boyfriend, you know, we saw he fit the description." You know, he's saying all the things that gets any black person yeah, killed. Yeah, he's like, you can either tell this story or this story. Yeah. Take your pick. Yeah, she's like, well, let me go look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Fucking pulling down my... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, I, I, before, I, before I forget. So the, the so earlier I had mentioned about how um, Coman Domingo, like how a character kind of like goes like schizoid crazy and shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, Coma Domingo is it's like full on like, oh he's gonna get the candy, we're gonna get the candy man, like kind of like crazy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard criticism about that because it's kind of like, whoa, like where's the transition? Like from what point to what point did he just like lose his shit? You know? Yeah. Um, which I I this goes into like, oh he could have used more time. Is he the, for the kid from the first one? Oh no 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 he's no no. No. Are you talking about the kid that helped uh, the Helen character? Yeah, or who is he supposed to be? Remember, he's the kid that uh, that got the candy in the... From, from, oh, the laundromat. Laundry laundry yeah, that's him. Okay. Um, but, like, they kind of give him a reason of, like, why... It's actually kind of, like, backwards now I think about it. The part where, like, he sees his... Well, he didn't see his sister, but his sister calls Candyman. Mm-hmm. And his sisters, his sisters die, right? And he, like, sees Candyman. He sees the dude's face. He's like, holy shit, right? Yeah. You would think that, like, somebody who sees that would be either go, A, crazy, like, straight up crazy, or B, like, I gotta go fucking kill this guy because they killed my sister. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird kind of turn for that character. Yeah. However, it is enjoyable to watch because I just like seeing people... Lose their shit. Yeah, almost (laughs) bust like a Nicolas Cage, just, wah, like all that shit. (laughs) Um... So I did. I did enjoy that, even though it was like, oh, we could have used like a scene, a precursor to like that of like the the the, the progression of his insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but the part that I got so fucking hyped about is when um, the Anthony character is like walking around the car, and you see the reflection, and you see his reflection in the car window, and it's like all the black men that were like killed unjustly and stuff like that. Yeah, fucking great, right now, and he was just murking these cops, right. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. And then that part where, um, where, uh, what's her, uh, name? I'm trying to remember her character's name. Uh, Brianna's character, the Brianna character, like, sees, sees him flow. Like, oh, here's the, here's the thing that, I, it's so cool. Because in the original Candyman, like, he had, like, this kind of, like, ominous kind of, like, weird, like, almost teleportation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What I like about this one is that they gave him that creepy, like, he's just floating. He's, just, yeah, it's just floating, yeah. like hovering and floating. Yeah, like limp body just, like, dragging. That's always, yeah. like, creepy to me. Like, it is Ugh. creepy, yeah. You know, but they, yeah, they show him like that, and I heard rumors that Tony Todd was going to show up in this movie. I'm like, when, when's he going to show up? And when they show his face, obviously, like, they de-aged him. Uh-huh. But when I saw him, I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's like tell everyone, like oh, oh god, <laughs> please give me more. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, I didn't get that because I didn't watch the first one first. Oh yeah, yeah. That, so then I was but, like, what are you going so fucking crazy about? I, here's the thing. I think if you, I honestly, I think if you saw it before uh, the original Candyman, before this one, I think you'd have been like, oh, that's cool. But like, because you didn't grow up with that. Oh, that's true. You know, that's like that's like me seeing Robert Engel on the streets, who who famously plays uh, played uh, uh, 
Freddy, Freddy Cougar. Uh-huh. That's like me seeing Robert Engel and be like, holy shit, and fucking freaking out. And you'd be yeah. like, oh, I know he is, but like, uh, I might have seen one of his movies. <laughs> oh, I've seen his movies. Oh, okay. I used to have nightmares about that shit. All right, different example. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get the point. Get yeah. It. Um, but yeah, seeing Tony Todd like as Candyman, I was just like, love it. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. That was just like, yep, this is a great movie. I'm, I, I might check. I might check this movie out again, like sometime this week. Cause I'm, like, I can't wait for like a, the. So the you're gonna opt to to buy another ticket to see this one, mm. but not Shang Chi. I already saw Shang Chi. Yeah, you already saw this one too. Yeah, but see, this is like my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking on you. I know you figured it out with me. Oh, before we forget, um, the opening credits. Because we kind of alluded to this earlier. Opening credits, where everything's upside down. Uh-huh. That was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like, that's how you know this movie's like, all right, this is going to be, like, kind of an artsy-fartsy film, but not too over-your-head artsy-fartsy. Yeah, just visually interesting. Yes. Vis- very visually stimulating. Um, even, like, the part where he's walking in the tunnel, mm-hmm. and it's, like, raining around him, and it's, like, not phasing him at all. I thought that was even a great shot, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. All right. So what we got next? Next, we are going to do our variety time. All right. So not this past Monday, but the Monday before. Mark mm-hmm. finally made good on his promise. Yeah, oh, it took like a couple of years. Well, it was only because the pandemic got in the way. Um, he took me to Disneyland. Took Kelsey to Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was like, what, two years ago, I was going to take you for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And then the year of our Lord and Savior, the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic that lasted <laughs> 10 the- years and in, in one and a half years. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go for my birthday, but like everything was already starting. Everything to pop started, off. yeah, pop off, and then everything. And then Disneyland was like, "All right, we're shut down. That's it." <laughs> so yeah, like Kelsey said, I made good. I was like, "All right, fuck it, let's go to Disneyland. We're fucking go to Disneyland, have a great time." Um, so Kelsey, do you want to explain why this is actually kind of like your first time actually like enjoying Disneyland? I've been to Disneyland mm-hmm. before. Yeah, but. I took my daughters to cheer competition, mm-hmm. and so most of the time was me getting them ready for it, mm-hmm. or trying to find out where we were supposed to be, and then watching them perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a busy day because it was during the weekend, and it mm-hmm. was in June. Oof, Jesus! So we didn't get to really enjoy more than maybe two or three rides. Yeah, and you didn't. So you didn't really get the. We really, didn't get the experience of yeah, it. Yeah, to explore the park and being like, oh, there's, I like this ride, I like this ride, I like this And ride. actually, there was one other time we went mm-hmm. with my dad and my stepmom. But that was Disney World, right? No, it's Disneyland. Oh, okay. But we went on, like, one ride, which was I think was like... <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe two rides. It was like, it's a small world. I That won't even count. <laughs> that doesn't even count. That, that's called waiting time. Well, Cadence was like nine months old yeah your youngest right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then cameron was four and she decided that was the day she was going to have a really sharp stomach pain Mm. 
Because she used to go through this thing where she couldn't, like, she would get, like, a sharp pain, like, down near her hip. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't walk. She said her legs were tired and she felt nauseous and she'd get really fucking pale and I'd swear she was going to die. No one ever figured out what the fuck that was. Mm. She would get fevers, too. Okay. So we had to go to the emergency room. Oh, Jesus shit. And Dad and Jane just decided, all right, you guys go. We'll stay here. (laughs) Not going to lie. I would have done the same. (laughs) Not going to lie about that. Uh, and then I think they went again. Um, I think they went again before they left, but we didn't go. Damn. So, all right. Let's go ahead and wipe those clean. This is your first time going to Disneyland. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I myself have been to Disneyland several times. Um, uh, but you hadn't been in a long time, you said. Yeah. The reason for that was because... Um, at the time when I was with my uh, with my daughter daughter's uh, mother, we actually had bought annual passes, so we we, we would go often um, to the point that if um, somebody would watch our daughter, uh, we would go at night, like around maybe like eight nine o'clock on a weekday or mm-hmm. something like that, and because they close like at midnight, and we would just get all hit up all the rides there's like a five minute wait for every single ride like boom boom <laughs> boom 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 and everything and we would like run around the park and shit because like nobody was really there yeah so but like that that actually kind of like burned me out mm-hmm. um that actually yeah it really burned me out and kind of like I, I was just like eh, i don't really feel like going to disneyland like ever either ever again or like for a long time mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like they started including star like they started they had the Star Wars Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. The, that area, I was like, oh, got to go now. No, the Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Um, so, Kelsey, what's uh, what's what's your what's your take? What's what's up with the whole Disneyland thing? How how did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, um, I remember going to Disney World when I was a kid mm-hmm. and not really understanding what the big fucking deal was. <laughs> okay. Like. I didn't care about any of the people in the costumes. Fuck. Like I knew they were people in costumes. Uh huh. Like me and Cadence are like like eye to eye on yeah. that. Happy place on earth. More like bullshit. <laughs> now she'll just look and be like, "Oh look, it's a furry." <laughs> <laughs> um, and she doesn't really understand what that means, so don't freak out. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um, so there was one ride in particular I want to bring up, and that's Space Mountain. Because they have mm-hmm. that in Disney World too, mm-hmm. and I was whenever I went on that ride as a kid, mm-hmm. I was like, "Why? Why does everyone care about this fucking roller coaster in the dark? <laughs> it makes uh, no goddamn sense uh, at all." Uh, like literally, I felt like I was just sitting there, and like it was disorienting, but not in a fun way mm-hmm. because I couldn't see where I was going, so my body would shift. Yeah, yeah, and like. You're not anticipating it, so you just feel, like, weird. I know, you're just, like, being jolted, like, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff, yeah. But this time, I understood it. <laughs> you got it? You're like, all right, I see why this is fun. Yeah. I, I've, I've been on that ride. Have I been on that ride on acid? No, on ecstasy. <laughs> I know, I'm only trying to remember, like, my drug my drug fuel time at Disneyland. Uh, I've been on that ride while on ecstasy and listen to some music. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is some good <laughs> shit. <laughs> um... So what? Okay, so can you say, let, let's 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 say what, what's your least? Because we we went on quite a few rides. We didn't go on everything, mm-hmm. but uh, like we went on 
Space Mountain, we went on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what that's called. like Escape something. We went on that twice, didn't we? No, we went on it once. The, the one we went on twice was a Star Wars ride. Oh, there was one where we were like in the ship. Yeah, that's the Star Wars one. Yeah, yeah. So we went on that one. Uh, Smuggler's Run. There we go. We mm-hmm. went on that one. We went on the railroad. Um, the Toontown one. The Toontown one. We did that one. And that's also my least favorite. So that's your least favorite. <laughs> yeah. I can I can see why. Like I re- I actually remember liking it. Um, I think it was around when I was in high school, or maybe like a little after. I remember kind of enjoying it, but yeah, when we got on that ride, I was like, yeah, that's not that fun. Well, it's got dumb now. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. Um, that- Wait. Oh, no, sorry, go on. That one with the toads, Mr. Toad, or... Oh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or some shit? Something like that. It, it's like the same premise. Uh, yeah, but... It's see, just a different story. Yeah, but that one makes you... That one tells you that you're in hell. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I already knew I was. Yeah, it's called America. Um, uh, oh, so that's your least favorite, even, even compared to uh, the Jungle Cruise? The, I always like being in a boat. Okay. I like I always like being in a boat. I don't really care. She was not that good of a uh, like a captain or whatever. Oh yeah, the uh, like I didn't tour like her. Guy. That's a tour, tour, a tour guy. guy. I didn't like her like shtick. Yeah, she wasn't that. Fun. And I've I've gone on Jungle Cruise like several times. So like I mean it's it's a shtick of just is that telling these really bad like dad jokes, and she wasn't like really and like dad jokes are. She was like Chrissy Teigen to me. Really? She didn't look like her, but I mean, like, like, the like really plastic and like trying to be funny, but not funny. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can definitely see that. You see it now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I we I actually really enjoyed getting back on Jungle. Cru- like something about Jungle Cruise is just like this is silly. Like it's like it's not really thrilling. Maybe maybe it's because like my I have a nostalgia love for like Jungle Cruise. I actually have a nostalgia love for um. The submarine ride, um, which we didn't go on. Yeah, that was called like it's called like Little Nemo's Adventure now or some shit like that. Mm. But I actually like those, and those rides aren't like crazy. It's just something about it, just like oh, it's my childhood. I'm enjoying this. Well, I didn't obviously get that from Jungle Cruise and just like being on a boat and all the fo- <laughs> the foliage and stuff. <laughs> on a that's just, that's just it. I like being on a boat. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was there was one thing that I pointed out to Kelsey. I thought this was so funny. Um, there's a cart ride that Disneyland has, and it's on one rail, but you could actually like drive a car and everything, like a, like a little uh, go kart. So, two things about it: one, it always smells like fucking fossil fumes or whatever, and they're just like, God, that fucking stinks, you know. Mm-hmm. And two, I remember being a kid and being like, Oh, I want to drive it, I want to drive it. My mom never let me drive it at all, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, no, I think that, but she let me drive it once. But she, but every time I fucked up, she like would grab the wheel and like steered for me and shit, right? Mm. And I remember we walked by that ride, and I was like, "Oh shit, I can totally get on the ride now! I can, I can fucking totally drive the car now! <laughs> Fuck yeah!" And then the next thought was, "I drive I have my, car. my license now. I know so. I can drive my car all the time, <laughs> however I want. I don't have to follow no fucking rail." <laughs> um. One thing I, I I was actually pretty sad was closed, and I can see why was the monorail. Oh yeah, that monorail used to be, was one. It was really good at transport transportation, but it sucks because like I think they have to close it for like pandemic cause and stuff like that. Do you think maybe they closed it because it costs too much to run? 
that could be another reason as well. But yeah, that sucks because I remember we were on the monorail in Disney World and that was like a big thing. Yeah. But over here, and we had such a long walk. Oh, you you and I? To get yeah, to get from the parking garage to oh, where you had to yeah. go in the front gate. That was the longest walk. Like, because it's like where the tram would normally take you. So you're just walking in the fucking road. Yeah. And they're all like, "Oh, you're almost there." You know, on these little twenty signs. minutes later, you're almost there. Mm. <laughs> um, so what did you? So okay, so your least favorite. Oh, I. I'm sorry, we didn't go any further. Why? Why was uh, the Roger Rabbit right? The Toontown right? Why was that your least favorite? Because it was boring. Are you telling me, like, trying to force a damn thing to spin around is not entertaining? <laughs> the most entertaining thing about that was that we never could get it to fucking face the right way. Uh, yeah, we, we went through it. the whole ride backwards. Yeah, facing the other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was kind of worried that if I would try, if you get it spinning well enough, your arm can get caught. And I felt like I was it could break. Oh, so I was okay. kind of afraid to, like... To really, like, go at it? Yeah. Yeah. So what was your what was your favorite ride? Um I don't know because mm-hmm. I know I really enjoyed the one in Carsland. Oh, the the racing one? Yeah, that um, was pretty fun. That one was really fun and I liked I was like the Pirates one. Oh yeah, we did get on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of think Indiana Jones might have been my favorite. So I, I told Kelsey this story, but I, I'll tell you folks the story. In, the, Indiana, the Indiana Jones ride used to scare the shit out of me. Because the first time I went, I was a kid. And, like, I I was sitting in a position. And, like, during the ride, there's a part where, like, a snake comes out. And not, like, really far, but it just, like, whoosh, like, comes at you. Mm-hmm. And I was the kid who sat there who got the, the bunt of the, the fucking snake. The brunt? Brunt. Thank you. The brunt of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember that scared the shit out of me, right? <laughs> um, but like, get on the ride now, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is stupid. <laughs> I, I liked how the, even though the, the ride was supposed to be bumpy mm-hmm. and all that, it was still smooth in a way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it was always like rocking and like, like turning side to side and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. like it felt like an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then that big rock that looked like it was going to fall on us. Oh, the boulder? Yeah. yeah, Like, they did a good job with making it look like you probably could run into it. Yeah, and then you just, like, dive down. Then you go down. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't see that you're going to go down. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite parts of that ride. It's like, like, I've been on the ride a bunch of times, and I still can't, it still kind of, like, gets me, like, oh, shit, we're going to drop. But, like, oh, shit, we're going to drop. Oh, (laughs) we're dropping now. All right. (laughs) We're safe. (laughs) Um. I'm surprised. I thought. Oh, you know what? Mm. I, you know what? Okay. Mm. That's my second favorite ride. I okay. remember now what my favorite one is. What's your favorite one? The first one we went on. The Guardians one? Yes. Not going to lie. I fucking hate rides like that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate rides when you drop and you leave the seat. Like gravity just like, nope. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love rides like that. Mm-hmm. I'm the adventurous one. Yeah. I'll do almost anything. Oh, okay. Um, Skydiving? No, I'm in an amusement park. Come on. Let's not get too crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, ever doing that. <laughs> I, um, my weight is a little bit of an issue as far as the enjoyment of rides now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always loved rides where, like, mm. 
But it's funny, it could really fit in everything in Disneyland. That's the thing. Uh, could you, you mentioned that earlier, how they used to be an issue with you, like, uh, you know, because of, because of your size, how it was kind of like a little too tight fitting or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, like sometimes like the, the lap bars don't click until you're about to be cut in half. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you, but you had said, like, this time, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Like so, on any of the rides, I yeah. didn't have a hard time in like any of the rides. Yeah, maybe you lost a little bit of weight. It's not as bad as it as you were before. <laughs> hey, I like to think so. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but that one's my favorite. I, I like that feeling. Like it sucks because I always thought Cadence was going to be the really adventurous one, and yeah. I really like the pirate ship ride that they have at Edmonton. Oh, Parks. the one that swings like left to right. Mm-hmm. And keeps she can't stand that ride. Oh, really? She doesn't like anything that makes her stomach jump. Oh, okay. and, or that goes too fast. Yeah. So basically, she doesn't like amusement parks. She says, no, no, no. That's that's that's, that's not entirely true. Just put her on a small world. She won't like that either. Why not? There's nothing thrilling about it. She might find it funny uh, at the most. Uh, but it's too many people, and it's probably too loud, and it's a little too dark. Oh, okay, gotcha. She's one of those people. She's like, there's too many people here. It's too dark in here. <laughs> but uh, I think she would laugh at the animatronic dolls. As you should. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that ride. I, yeah, that, that was actually my first time getting on the ride. I, I get on gotten on that ride before, not that ride specifically, but mm-hmm. when it was called like Tower of Terror. Yeah, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So it's still the same thing where you go up and down and it drops you and everything. I one thing I will give that ride is I love the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. Like they went balls to the wall. There's like all this like um, comic book kind of like. Uh, What's it called? Um, like Easter eggs. Like, oh, that's what that's from. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff. Well, even when we had to get like into that one room, mm-hmm. like you get through the line and then they tell you, okay, you can go through this room. Yeah. They have like an animatronic rocket. Yeah. And he actually moves really well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was like, wow, that's really great. Yeah. Um, and then that fucking drop. I I was surprised by that ride. Remember I told you? Uh, why? Or how so? Because I was never even on the Tower of Terror. Okay. So I didn't know what the ride was going to do. You didn't know that it was going to drop you? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Fuck. So I was a little like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, like, my flight or fight response uh-huh. is neither. Uh-huh. It's freeze. Okay. So there was like a split second where I didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. But I saw my, because we, we brought our camelbacks with yeah. us. And I kind of saw in the in the very faint light that was like in the room where we were, uh, like just go up above my face, <laughs> and I like had one of the straps, thank uh, God, but uh, it went up. And then we like when we were like so then we were going down, mm-hmm. and then when we were going up, it like came back down in front of me and mm. i'm like oh i hope i didn't hit the person right oh, in front of me you. but i thought it was weird like some mm. people were like putting their legs in their backpack loops mm. i'm like you're probably not gonna go anywhere like this doesn't seem like the type of ride that you're gonna lose your shit mm. i was wrong yeah you're wrong completely wrong <laughs> that's the thing normally they're supposed to tell you like make sure you make sure you hold on to something or you put it like underneath the seat or something like that because i remember them telling me mm-hmm. that at the tower of terror um and i do appreciate the little metal handles on the oh yeah seriously yeah because i got to a point where i don't necessarily like lifting out of my seat mm. I, but i don't mind I, I really like the feeling of your stomach f- like going okay up. so you said metal handles i didn't i didn't know there was metal handles there to grab onto so what i did is i grabbed onto my belt and pulled it i was like, <laughs> like pulled it up with it. 
Like, I probably could have broke it off or something. I was get so tight. But I fucking hate rides like that. Because it's like, because I was doing the whole, like, arms up and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had that moment of, like, oh, God, I'm going to fly the fuck off of my seat. I'm going to, like, break a bone or something like that. I, uh, you know, my, yeah. obviously, that wasn't the case. My brain's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I did go on a roller coaster one time at Six Flags with one of the girls. I think it was Cadence. Mm-hmm. And she made the height limit, but she was tiny at that time. Mm-hmm. She did almost fall out of that fucking roller coaster. Oh, wow, shit. She was, like, so scared. I'm like, I know, I know. Like, just hold on to me. You'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe that's why she doesn't, like, ride at all now. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. So, what was my least favorite? I don't really know if I have... A, probably the, the, the Roger Rabbit ride. The, the Tomb Raider. That's probably my least favorite that we got on. I think my worst experience at the park... Mm. Uh, you know other than my feet mm. were uh was that fucking lady hacking her fucking brains out on the train oh yeah and the train going around yeah 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 um yeah. it was annoying because like she didn't even have her mask on for half of the time so mm. like as soon as the train stopped like we moved because yeah. we're like fuck that <laughs> no like she shouldn't have been there yeah um so probably yeah i would say the the toontown ride mm. It's kind of a toss-up about which is which one was my favorite. Like I do like the uh, the Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. That, I think that was awesome because I that was my first time getting on that ride. I mean, we got on it twice. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, but I think it's like a toss between that one and the railroad the railroad ride that we got on. Mm-hmm. That's the one that sped around. I think because that one, you and I had a ton of fun because we were like, "Wow!" Like uh, screaming yeah. hands up in the air because it's like a traditional roller coaster, but it's fun yeah like to look at and stuff yeah so that, i love roller coasters i mean you can enjoy six flags all you want i will cheer you on from the ground you don't like roller coasters nope you like that one that's small compared to, to six flags <laughs> well you wouldn't go on the goliath oh fuck me? no i did goliath once never doing it again i've experienced it that's all I need, that's all i need to do i experienced it i'm fine hey you didn't experience it with me yeah. Uh, oh well. My loss. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, we were there. We were there for a while. Um, yeah, I, we got there late because. Oh yeah, we, we got there like, late. Yeah, we uh, we're gonna get, we got there at twelve, but we it didn't bounce. Like, yeah, twelve thirty. Yeah, but we didn't bounce until like maybe like ten or something like that, and that was fine because I think by that time we we're just like we're fucking done. Like our legs yeah. are falling off and shit. It was my feet, you know. Like I wore really comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. But the arches were higher yeah. than I like to the point where you don't notice them until it's a problem. Yeah. So I got these really hard bits like on the arches of my feet, mm-hmm. and for like the whole next two days, my feet were just swollen. You need some new walking shoes. I know. I I know those walking shoes are old because we used to go hiking with those shoes. We used to go hiking. They're, with they're those good shoes for on. hiking. It's just they're not good for like long treks because mm. then my feet. They just push on my feet in the wrong spots. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to mention before we go. <laughs> there was a ride at California Adventure that I kept getting the name wrong. Oh, God. It's so fucking funny because, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Incredicoaster. And I can remember in, like, I remember saying, like, what was the ride? What was the name of the ride, right? And I kept thinking, maybe, maybe it was Incredicoaster. Man. And I, but then I looked at the map and I, I, I read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and and I told Kelsey I was like, you know what? I'm not reading the rides. And she's like, what is it? What is it? I was like, it's called 
Jack Jack's Jack Jack's cookie cooking nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I just and kept I saying, all, and you're like, yeah, it's like Jack Jack's cookie nom nom, and yeah. I'm like. I don't know whether that's the worst name or the best fucking name ever. And you kept saying, like, no, maybe we should get on the right. What's that right called, Mark? I'm like, not saying it. And then I would fucking say it. And then come to find out I had it right the first time it was called Incredible Stuff. geriatric cinematic of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I'd like a bar of chocolate, please. My dear friends, you are now about to enter the nerve center to the entire Wonka factory. Inside this room, all of my dreams become realities, and some of my realities become dreams. Boys and girls, the chocolate room. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination Take a look and you'll see into your imagination What is this, Wonka? Some kind of fun house? Why, having fun? We are the music makers And we are the dreamers of the dreams How did you like the chocolate factory, Charlie? I think it's the most wonderful place in the whole world. All aboard, everybody. So shines a good deed in a weary world. This is kind of strange. Yes, but it's fun. <laughs> Charlie, don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What happened? He lived happily ever after. The synopsis is, a poor but hopeful boy seeks one of the five coveted golden tickets that will send him on a tour of Willy Wonka's mysterious chocolate factory. Directed by Mel Stewart, written by Roald Dahl. It stars Gene Wilder, Jack Albertson, and Peter Ostrom. Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka, the Charlie Factory. (laughs) The Charlie Factory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um... Fuck this movie. I've watched it sober. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a kid sober. I watched it as a kid on drugs. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I've, I've watched his movies like in different forms and stuff like that, like different mm-hmm. ways. Uh, I think I heard a rumor that supposedly you can like. Oh no, that's Wizard of Oz. I heard something like if you play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz at the same time, it like goes in sync with each other oh. well, for some reason i thought it was Willy wonka and the chocolate factory um <laughs> so so kelsey you've you've put that okay so th- we're, this is a little bit different kelsey you've seen this movie yes um how recent a couple years ago okay and then and, but you sh- and i did watch it as a kid too once oh, okay um but as as recently as two years ago because you want to show your kids this movie right yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit different, but I just thought, Kelsey and I thought it'd be perfect just to kind of like talk about this and combine it with candy. Cause they're like, why the fuck not? Candy man, you know, Willy Wonka's a candy man. Yeah. You know, the candy man can <laughs> Anyway. So, um, but still the question, it, it still remains, uh, Kelsey, 
what did you think about this movie? I like this movie. Mm. So even though I watched it a couple years ago with my kids, mm. I would think I was more intent on their reactions than I was mm. actually watching it. Yeah. And I actually, having watched it yesterday, mm-hmm. excuse me, um, I really enjoyed it because mm. I got all the little jokes and the sarcasm and like some of the adultness mm-hmm. of Willy Wonka and how he yeah. like reacts to things yeah i got that um and i didn't get it before yeah that's that's what a lot of people say about this movie like adults now who watch this movie growing up that um they're like holy shit like this dude is like sarcastic as fuck he's kind of like a dick to these (laughs) kids you know um so and there there there's there's actually a lot to that um so that scene the tunnel scene where like they drive in they're, I think they're in a boat or some shit like that. And it's oh, like this yeah. weird kind of like acid trip and whatever. Mm-hmm. So apparently what happened was that when filming the tunnel scene, the actors, like the kids, um, they had an act, their reaction to how Wonka was singing and like the terrified look mm-hmm. was real. Like they all thought, like Peter uh, Osterman, Jack Alberson, and Denise Nickerson had said that they all thought that Gene Wilder had a psychotic break right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, 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 I myself, I, 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 I enjoyed this movie. I, I still enjoy this movie. Um, it's pretty interesting how like a lot of people like think of this movie with uh, you know, G. Wilder's Willy Wonka and stuff like that, and the, you know, the Chocolate Factory, and like oh my god, Gene Wilder. He doesn't show up until like forty five minutes into the movie. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, but I think that kind of adds to the mystery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so what did you think? What did you think of like the direction of this movie from uh, Mel Stewart? Mel Stewart. Sorry. Mel. Mel. Mm. Mel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care about Mel. <laughs> Caramel. Oh my God! <laughs> Willy Wonka would not approve of that joke. Caramel. <laughs> <laughs> the direction was good. Mm. Uh I felt like they took their time getting to the reveal of Willy Wonka on purpose. Like, a mm. lot of it was on purpose. Um, obviously, you're not supposed to take it too seriously because, like, Grandpa Joe's a problem. Oh, yeah. Like, his that broke-ass nigga, like, stayed in that bed for he's 20 years. like, yeah, years. been in bed for 20 years. And yeah. He's like, oh, I'm okay now. Yeah, I'll get the golden ticket. Oh, shit. Be in the bottom of the day. What did he say? <laughs> Beat the bottom of my own damn. <laughs> Did you know that the dude who played um, the dude who played George Grandpa George, mm-hmm. uh, his name is Ernest uh, Ziger Ziegler Ziegler. Um, he's like he's the one who's not who's like at the foot of Grandpa George, but to the right. He uh-huh. had like thick ass glasses. Apparently, that dude was nearly blind. Because oh, wow. of he got like he got that from poison gas in World War One, and the way how they were get able to like direct him is that they would put like a red light somewhere. Oh wow! And he and that's what guide him to like where to look and like when <laughs> to have his lines and shit. I can't imagine being that guy who has to take his cues from a red dot light. <laughs> like, <laughs> I probably would be like, Nah, I'm good. I don't need to be in this movie that bad. That's probably like one hell of a easy paycheck. Like, oh, how'd you get this money? I stared at a red dot. 
I looked where the red dot told me to look. <laughs> that was it. Um, well, maybe, maybe he was having flashbacks of when uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey came out. <laughs> Did that movie come out this time? What was it, 1971? Yeah, 2001. Yeah, it was that. I think. <laughs> Let's just say it was. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> or, or 2001 mm. A Space Odyssey got its... Um, Red dot from no 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 he he saw he saw two thousand one had flashback oh, uh, okay. two thousand one came out in sixty eight gotcha <laughs> yeah um so okay so what do you so okay a little bit on the performance um so I'm gonna mention about Gene Wilder so Gene Wilder so in the uh in Mel Stewart's uh, uh pure imagination documentary uh, sorry documentary called pure Anim- pure imagination the making of Willy Wonka um what happened was that Gene Wilder had like walked into an audition and then Mel Stewart was like Boom. Like, that's it. You're, you're him. You're fucking Willy Wonka, right? Um, and so he pretty much said that. And, like, you know, they did the, they did the, he still did the audition and everything like that. Stewart had chased him down the hallway and cut him off um, right at the elevator bank. He grabbed his arm and he was like, you're doing the picture. No two words, no two ways about it. You are Willy Wonka. This pissed off the producer, though, because David L. Walp- Walper got mad because he had no chance to like negotiate his fee <laughs> whatsoever uh which it was i think it was great how that worked out because he did like such a, a great performance of, of the character i think he did a great job too but mm-hmm. i feel like he screams and everything he does there's always a moment in and i can't say this in every uh, Gene Wilder movie because I haven't seen all of them but it seems like whenever I do see him he always ends up screaming at some point during a, a movie and it's like amazing like it uh-huh. <laughs> it puts Nick Cage to shame <laughs> yeah Nick Cage has been like chasing after that like I fucking I want to be that crazy I want to scream like that <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the performance from anybody in the cast of course Gene Wilder's mm-hmm. my number one pick mm-hmm. um I, I would have to say that the Oompa Loompas. Really? Okay. Where is this going? Where is this going? I couldn't imagine playing a role like that and keeping a straight face. I uh, from from a little person perspective. Yeah, from like their perspective, like mm-hmm. to look the way they do, you know, like all oh, painted yeah, and stuff, and yeah. then like. Some of the the jokes that are made on set, and especially from like Gene Wilder and how he performs, but like mm-hmm. I don't know, like all the little acrobatics they do and all the mm-hmm. some of the songs that they have to sing are kind of funny. Yeah, I would imagine that like it take them like a, a, a quite a few takes before they're like, all right, let's not laugh because this shit's stupid. It's a fucking paycheck. <laughs> um, I you know I I used to think about like how the kids would like i i would think like their performance is like shit or like annoying or whatever like that mm-hmm. but i think that actually goes into like how good they were because like i fucking hated all those kids they did a good job because they weren't annoying because they were kids they were annoying because they were written that way yeah yeah exactly exactly um except for jack jack alberson i didn't no, i'm sorry that's grandpa uh peter ostrom um i did like his i did like his performance as charlie mm-hmm. um but i think like the thing that the movie that really the characters that really steal the movie, other than Gene Wilder, are the are the kids. Those kids are more memorable than than the Charlie kid. 
Mm-hmm. Because there's like certain things. There's like um, the girl who like turns blue and shit like that. There's the one who's like the bad egg and shit like yeah. that. Like I always think like that shit's funny. Like whenever I see them, I'm like fuck those kids. But damn, they're written well. I know exactly. <laughs> um, I hated the one the worst that was always like I want the one that was the bad egg. Yeah, yeah. To me, that was like the worst one. Yeah. Her and the TV kid. That TV kid reminds me a lot of. It reminds me a lot of. Um, some kids I used to deal with when I was a custodian, they had that kind of, like, attitude. I had a neighbor. That was like that? And his mom was like, my kid cannot do any wrong. Oh, God. You can't spin him around outside because his wrists are fragile. He's a fragile boy. Blah, 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 blah. Why is he outside playing with us then? (laughs) Because he's a mentally fragile boy. (laughs) And, you know, and kids used to like to spin around in circles a lot, so. So there's, um... What a lot of people don't know is like some of those kids, I know some of those kids, those kids like their their reaction, the, uh, I'm sorry, not that some people don't know, but there's like a level of like reactions that happens in the movie that seems like, oh, that's so great. I like how they did it, like how they pull that out. Um, like like I mentioned the boat scene. Well, there the scene where like Charlie shows like the chocolate room and the kids like excited, that was like their actual reaction because they had not seen that room before. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, shit. Like, they went wild because they were like, oh, shit. Like, look yeah. at this, you know? <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'm trying to think about. That and um, him walking with his limp. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they didn't expect that to happen at all with that limp. And the, the story goes is that Gene Wilder didn't want to um, tell anybody about that limp. Um, so the reason why he did that, he said in his book, um, uh, let me see. Oh, no, no, no. He said, okay, so at the reading, so after reading the script, Gene Wilder said he would take the role of Willy Wonka under one condition. Um, that would be allowed him to limp and then do a, a, a somersault, like out of nowhere, right? Which it took him like two weeks from like a stunt and a stunt coordinator to like do it right. Um, and when Stewart had asked Wilder about like, well, what, well, like, why does he do that? What's it supposed to mean or whatever? Um, Wilder had said, uh, from that time on, no one will ever will know if I'm lying or telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And then Stewart asked, if if I say if I say no, you won't do the picture. And Wilder said, I'm afraid that's the truth. <laughs> so he was like, fucking doing this. I know. He's like, it was like he was meant to play that role and he knew it yeah yeah definitely there there were some um there were some other actors that they kind of considered for the role uh one of them was john uh pertry who was the third doctor from doctor who oh uh but like he didn't take it because like schedule conflict conflicts peter seller uh, Peter Sellers is like this legendary comedian actor, right? He's he's also I heard a pain in the ass to have worked with. Mm-hmm. He like desperately tried to get the role, but like, and he even begged Roald Dahl for like approval to do it. All six of the Monty Pi, all six performing uh, members of the Monty Python express interest in doing it, but like, they <laughs> was funny. No, it's just that to me that's funny. Oh, the, that they the, all, all the, wanted to do it. Yeah, but like the studio was like, oh, they're not big enough names. <laughs> oh my god can you imagine one of the mighty pythons as gene wilder i mean as as willy wonka look it's okay it's like when you know the um what's the name of that band that nicole scherzinger was in now i can't even 
Who's Nicole Scherzer? Who's that? She's a singer of, oh, Pussycat Dolls. Oh, okay. And they all fucking booted her out. Like, the band fell apart because she was the one that everyone wanted to see. Oh, that's right. That's right. You told me about that. She was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No one knew. I don't remember anyone else other than Nicole Scherzer. I know. Well, you're like, like... I don't like when you when you said the name. I was like, I don't know who that is. But we said pussycat dolls. Pussycat dolls. I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And there's a redhead in there that I probably I think I really liked her hair color. And that's it. That's, <laughs> that's all I remember is I liked this one's hair and there's Nicole Scherzer's hair. So wait, why did they boot her out? Because they didn't like that then the amount of notoriety she was getting. Uh, so they tried to limp on without her mm-hmm. and they fucking failed. And they, hard. Pretty, and they pretty much proved <laughs> that, that she they was their making own the fear. band. Yeah, yeah. They proved their own fear. That's hilarious. So it's the same thing with uh, Monty Python. Mm. <laughs> so okay, what did you think of uh, what did you think of the writing with the film? I thought the writing was great. Um mm-hmm. I I kind of feel like some of it was um What's the word? When, you know, the comedy that we go see? Mm-hmm. The type of comedy? Oh, all improv. Yeah, I feel like some of it, like a lot of it was improv. Mm-hmm. But the, the general, like, story idea and the writing of it, I think, is really great. Especially how they didn't have Charlie win, like, mm. the golden ticket right away or even oh, the second yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that. And I like how they made it seem like that guy what's his name uh the bad guy with the scar on his face i know you're talking about yeah, yeah. they made it seem like he was really a bad guy mm-hmm. oh but he really wasn't mm-hmm. anything. um yeah i think like the writing I, I think the writing is really great um like I, I i honestly thought i was not gonna like this movie because for some reason i remember the writing being very like slow or boring or something like that but mm-hmm. i think uh, that's obviously not the case because as re- as I rewatched, it, I was just like, oh wow, like the writing is is good. I think Gene Wilder makes it great. You mm. know, it really like brings like the level of like joy and like kind of like in the sarcastic nature and stuff like that. Especially mm. like the stuff that Gene Wilder like says, like these little like offhanded comments that people are like, wait, what? You know, that kind <laughs> of shit. So, Roll uh, Doll is has screenwriting credit for this movie but apparently there was like a lot of issues with this um with the script so back on the documentary pure imagination the story of willy wonka and the chocolate factory uh, mel stewart and david wampler had described um they had to bring in david sessler uh, um because roald Dahl's screenplay was missing like a lot of story elements and that they needed and kind of needed a villain too just to kind of like bring up some type of like, uh, you know, you know, high stakes. You always yeah, have to high have stakes. high stakes. Yeah, you gotta have some type of high stakes. You know, what's what's gonna be lost? What's gonna happen? All that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that had happened, but it's 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 been rumored that because of that, because of the script changes they did for the movie, um, Roald Dahl was known to fucking hate this movie. He said that like it like they changed so much of what he was trying to say within like the script like mm-hmm. the translate from the book and his hatred for that was so strong that he swore that nobody can ever make his the uh, film version of the sequel which is called charlie and the glass Ele- uh the great glass elevator which i've read i haven't read the book i've read like the cliff notes for it holy shit that movie's fucking what that story is wild as fuck 
<laughs> like they like the, the the glass elevator shoots off in the space. They go to a space station. They have to like oh. communicate with these aliens. Like the president fucking calls them. It gets wild as shit. That's giving me Repo Man vibes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Reading, I was like, oh, man, this is a this is Repo Man. <laughs> a lot of shit's going on. Um, so, obviously, like, this movie... Okay, so the movie actually wasn't that... Didn't do so well at the box office. A lot of people don't know. It, it wasn't until, like, the 80s where it picked up because of because of movie rentals because the vhs rentals Mm -hmm. that's where the popularity really fucking grew Mm -hmm. with this movie and now you know they have like specials of this shit and like documentaries and people still talk about it and everything like that you know when i actually fell in love with this story Hmm. my dad decided to read a copy of it to me and my sister before bed oh really yeah we would read like a chapter Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, before bed mm. and like that's when i really liked the story yeah um roald Dahl had like written all these books like james and the giant peach matilda i don't like james and the giant peach i remember i read that to my daughter i would read that to her before going to bed um i've actually well i've actually been curious to read really wonka just to kind of like compare compare contrast stuff like that because i i kind of want to read that glass elevator <laughs> book <laughs> um so there was so that and that's that's the thing that like like they did uh, you know they did Willy Wonka and they did another version which is called Charlie and Chocolate Factory which is the actual title of the book right uh, Gene Wilder has said that like he doesn't really, he didn't really like the movie but he did enjoy Johnny Depp's performance I've always been and like now there's uh, a Willy Wonka prequel coming out with Timothy Chalamet or whatever as oh, Willy you Wonka. Mean, um- Oh fucking a jigsaw! Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I would really be curious to see the uh, the glass elevator sequel to like become a thing. I really would like to see that. You should make it. Maybe I should. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I know, right? You I have know. not script wrote in a while. I know, since like cla- since my script writing class from last semester. Yeah, and that was kind of like, I don't even count that. Well, it was a script I've been uh, an idea I've been toying with for a while. I've got like thirty pages in. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah, well, I got school. I got a lot on my plate. Whatever. I know, right? Hey, hey, this is the real appeal, not the guilt appeal. No. <laughs> Whatever the fuck I say. <laughs> okay, damn. Okay. <laughs> um, so, would you be surprised to know that like Mel Stewart did actually didn't want to make this into a musical? No. Wait, he didn't. Nope. He he didn't want to, but like his producer convinced him because of the success of Mary Poppins and The Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. I know. I do kind of get Wizard of Oz vibes from it a little bit. Yeah. Not Mary Poppins, though. Can you imagine how like different this movie would be if it wasn't a musical? I know. I don't think it would be as memorable as it is now Mm. um it's funny because you don't even think about it as a musical if you think of a musical mm -hmm. you think of your first experience with that being the sound of music Mm, yeah 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 so and then it just that to me that sets the tone yeah um so with that being said uh we're gonna do a bit of uh a bit we haven't done for a while uh which is iconic or ironic okay okay 
So there's this great article by, well, it's not really great, but it's good. It's good. Uh, by uh, People Magazine or People.com. The title is Why Gene Wilder's Performance of Pure Imagination is the Most Magical Food Scene in Movie History. So the article reads, um, There's perhaps no scene that better captures the pure magic of Gene Wilder created than his performance of pure imagination. Um, that's the scene where he's like, he walks into the candy room, mm-hmm. the chocolate room, and there's like, pure imagination, and like uh-huh. all that shit, right? Um in the time since the world learned of Wilder's passing, you've you've likely seen it pop up on a Facebook feed more than once. Uh, this article was like a few years ago. I think it was like 2014 or 2016. Um, it's one of those movie moments that becomes an, ex- an extension of an actor, a scene that is immediately evoked when you hear his name. Of course, I cannot be it cannot be downplayed that the first glimpse into a world where everything is made of candy played a major role in a captivating audience of children. For those of us who grew up watching the movie, these food images are ingrained in our memory. Mm-hmm. So, Kelsey, is that scene iconic or is it ironic? It's iconic. Is it iconic? Why do you think it's iconic? Um, because I remember being a kid and thinking that that scene was really great and mm-hmm. how they were able to, like, you know, eat the candy, though everything was made of food. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, which I think is like a... I think it's like a fantasy that's popped in everybody's head at least once. Like, it imagine is. if you could eat anything. On the flip side, uh-huh. as an adult, uh-huh. it feeds this dark side of me that's like, I know that shit's not fucking candy because it's clearly like balloons. So it's like pure imagination. Eat that fucking beach ball balloon. And then, like, how, like, these kids are like going off and doing whatever and they could clearly get hurt and one of them does fall into the thing he's like pure imagination die in the chocolate tube you fucking piece of shit <laughs> like like that juxtaposition of like <laughs> y'all can't see my face but it's the face of fear <laughs> We've come full circle. <laughs> that was my quote at the beginning. This is your new logistics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. I brought in this scene of like I read this quote. This dude like who wrote this? It's like heart filled. Like oh my god, it brings stirs so much emotions, and you're just like those kids are eating balloons. They're eating garbage. <laughs> They're drowning in chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it is a mess. Like oh if you think about it, think about it. Willy Wonka's imagination is this is my factory. Y'all don't belong here, even though I invited <laughs> my, you. My my not so safe OSHA violation field <laughs> mag- uh, uh, factory. So it's in his imagination that he watches them die one by one. Oh my god! Pure imagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I don't even think whatever I say counts. Fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> I, I think it's iconic just for 
I still think it's iconic because it's sweet and wholesome and like brings a little you bit of joy. You don't see my side of it at all. Because I see the pure imagination in it. <laughs> then I don't. I refuse to go there. Okay. Just I feel like the the kids and even the parents are running around like acting like they haven't eaten in three weeks. They're all uh, like candy. Fake candy. I don't care if it's real candy or fake candy. Rom, nom, 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 nom. Like, yeah, it's, it's excited. It's candy. Who doesn't get excited about candy? It didn't, they didn't look excited. They oh, my God. They, they did look excited. <laughs> so You look kind of annoyed. I don't, I'm not annoyed. I'm just like, wow, that went dark. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not annoyed. I love you, girl. That that shit was fucking terrifying. This is this is one of the reasons I just love hanging out with you. You just come up with shit that I would never fucking come up. I'm just like, whoa. No, look, this is why I'm so good at that game, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, you are brutal at that game. Because everything, the fucking darker it gets, the funnier it is. I'm afraid. I'm afraid if we do another like kid movie like this or whatever you're just gonna go like let's go dark again <laughs> let's go down that dark hell that dark void i, I kind of can't wait to see um wizard of oz with you <laughs> oh shit oh fuck and i've never seen that movie I so know. whatever you're gonna say just gonna be like that's it that's, that's, <laughs> that's how you're with- gonna remember it yeah 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 um okay so do you think this movie still holds up yes <laughs> i do too um, but for the pure imagination of it, right? <laughs> Not because Gene Wilder's... Logis- logistically speaking, this movie falls flat in all, in all sectors. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it still holds up, too. Did you know that the that Mel Stewart, he purposely didn't really put cars in this movie because he didn't want to, like, date it? But he kind of did date it. I mean, like, the like, the clothing, yeah. But you can kind of say, like, oh, this is, like, an alternate reality or some shit like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. You can, like, totally say something like that. No, but, I didn't know he did that. Yeah, that's that's what he was. That's uh, I believe it was that documentary. That I'm afraid to say pure imagination because of what you're what you just said. <laughs> and I believe that documentary he said that that like he didn't he took he didn't have cars in this movie because he didn't want to date it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I still think it holds up too. I think it's movie's so great to watch. This fucking Kelsey, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know I have you at a loss for a while. <laughs> <He> seriously <laughs> done. Um, so that's that's gonna be it for our show for this week. <laughs> uh, I honestly thought you were gonna end the podcast when I said that. No, no, we <laughs> no, we gotta let it, we gotta let everybody know what's what's coming up next. <laughs> um, so we like to thank the we like to thank everybody for joining us on this this week's episode, uh, especially for what Kelsey went off. Now, <laughs> um, we would really we also like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Um, you can find all your film, uh, TV news, and reviews at yourentertainmentcorner.com, where Kelsey... That should be your stick. Just, like, logistically, like, critique a movie. <laughs> Just do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this episode... Of course, this podcast and all past podcasts are all on podcast catchers. You know all that. Um, so, uh, next week... Um, Next week, we're going to be doing a recent review of uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, that will be available only in theaters 
September, I believe, September 3rd. Uh, if you don't feel safe to check it out, that's fine and everything. Um, but we're going to be talking about the movie. You should, what? you should feel safe if I'm not there. <laughs> Based <laughs> off of how I talked about mm. Willy Wonka. <laughs> uh, What's supposed to be here? No? Okay. I feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch it. I know. <laughs> um, if you guys kind of want to get a my view of the movie... You can check out my review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings on, at uh, where I write at, ScreenGeek.net. Um, I, I'll, like, you'll see that like how I feel about this movie, and I can't wait to talk about it with Kelsey. Um, so with that, <laughs> hopefully she'll like be... I oh, broke your brain. You broke my brain. I'm like, holy shit, is, is it going to... I've ever done that to you, where you're just like, um, yeah, I'm working it, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> So next week, our geriatric cinematic, uh, which we're going to pair with Shang-Chi, is going to be 1985's Ran, uh, the Kira Kurosawa film. Uh, that's streaming on uh, Prime Video and is available to rent on Apple TV, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the topic for next week's show will be, what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. <laughs> Going back to topic, which we just, which we said at the top of this show Candy will rot your teeth and swallow your soul. I think Kelsey just swallowed my soul. <laughs> it was very tasty. Very tasty. Very tasty. Um, it, it tasted like that that um, wagyu beef. Oh, that we get that we tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even though it was grade five, A five. Yeah. I don't care. It was the best. What was the logistics on that? Why, why was it so good? <laughs> oh, was it so good? Yeah. Um, because it had like all the best flavors of all the best parts of your soul of your soul that's it we're in the show deuces (laughs) 